welcome to the nerd party. Maximum warp. Punch it. Punch it. Punch it, Bishop. Punch it. Punch that shit. Let's punch it. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Punch It, episode 56. My name is Charlene Schmidt, and with me, as always, is... Tristan Riddell. Tristan, Happy New Year! Happy New Year. It is 2018. It is. As of the time we are recording this, did you have good holidays? I had a fantastic holiday. It was no crazy, low stress, and lots of good food, lots of good family, lots of good time. Uh, I think this might be my first Trek-less Christmas. Oh, say what? Yeah, I, th- I think... Oh, wait! Oh, wait, no. Baby Ripley got a teddy bear that was dressed like Bones. Oh, nice! Okay, good, so never- good, good. I take it back, I take it back. But this is... Okay, okay. so this is the first Christmas that I have ever not gotten something Star Trek related. And I think that's a sign of getting older. Oh, you know, come to think of it, I don't think I did either. Wow. Oh, that's that's not right. We've got to fix that. Uh, I've got to go on StarTrek.com and order something right now just to fix this atrocity. <laughs> How was your holiday season? It was fantastic. It was nice and quiet and drama-free, as it should be. And you know what? I have zero complaints, and I'm hopeful for a good, productive new year. Same here. Yeah. So that said, we put out the call during the holiday season for our listeners to uh, react to a prompt that we just threw out there just to see if people would bite. And the prompt was, if Star Trek characters made New Year's resolutions, what would they be and how would it go? How would they do? And I got to call out our listeners for the very first time. We didn't get any responses. So I have to assume that everybody was out having a really good time and they were way too busy to be listening to us. And you know what? Hey, good for you guys. I'm glad you're having a good time. But um, okay, you're just going to have to listen to us blather on about our ideas because we didn't get any. This was super funny because this is honestly the first time that we put out a call and we didn't get a single response because we put it out so that you guys could email us and we put it out on Twitter. And on Twitter, we got a bunch of retweets. We got people commenting saying like, hey, this is a fun idea, but no one actually gave us any ideas. <laughs> nope, not one. Now, to our discredit, we didn't really put the call out on Facebook as strongly as we normally did because I think honestly, right. we were a little busy with our holiday stuff. We could have done better there, but... That said, I mean, if you listen to us and we spark some ideas, you're still always welcome to write into the show. Let us know what your ideas are. Tristan, how can they reach us just as a refresher? What you can do is you can go to the nerdparty.com slash contact, select punch it from the drop down menu, fill out the form, and it sends us an email. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the nerd party. You can also find us on Twitter at join nerd party. These are all great ways to get a hold of us. And you can also find us personally. You can find me on Twitter at the insane Robin. And you can find me at oh the profanity. And so why don't we just get into this whole thing? Let's talk about this prompt, which I honestly think we need to do more of. We need to do more writing and story prompts like this, because you know what? I think it could spawn some really good fanfic in the future. (laughs) Well, this one, this one, I wouldn't really call this a writing prompt, but I feel like this could 
spur some writing prompts. Like if we said like, oh, you know, like Will Riker wants to take more vacations this year, you know, like then somebody would be like, hey, that's a great short story idea, that kind of thing. I think. Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, that's kind of, I mean, in a way, maybe it's not technically a writing prompt, but maybe it leads to something more. And okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're saying the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) But when we first came up with this idea, did somebody immediately come to mind for you? Uh, what? <laughs> yeah, it's a little funny, but here's the thing. It's easy to go silly with this. Yes. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was. It would be easy for us to say, well, Deanna Troy has a resolution to eat more chocolate this year. You know, like something like that. <laughs> yeah. Ho, ho, nudge, nudge. Uh, it would be easy to say silly stuff like that. And that's great. That's fun. But I tried to get some serious thought in- into this. And the reason why I gave this gave that as an example is because that is literally the first thing that popped in my head was something that silly (laughs) fair enough you know what she was one of the first people i thought of too only i thought of the opposite that she would try to cut down on the chocolate okay i see that i see that but i think honestly the first serious semi-serious one or legit one i should say that popped in my head was ensign harry kim and what he would do is he would want to practice his oboe more because it would get him to relax and not be so uptight. Wait, didn't he play the clarinet? That's what I meant to say. That's okay. what I meant to say. Okay, just wanted to clarify. I like that, though. Poor Harry does need an outlet to relax. I mean, he takes his duties so seriously. He's such a good ensign, such a loyal Starfleet officer. I mean, even when he had the chance to be home with Libby, he rejected it in non sequitur and went back. Now that's dedication. So the poor guy, he really does need something. That is a great resolution for Harry. What's really funny is because we always talk about how Harry gets the short end of the stick. Harry dies all the time. And he's dedicated. He never gets promoted. I'm looking at a graphic right now that has every single Star Trek character, their name, their role, their rank, what series they're from, and what color they wore, what division they're in. And everybody is on this list except for Harry Kim. <gasps> they forgot Harry. They That's just cruel. <laughs> poor, poor Harry rejected again. Now, I'm uh, really hoping that whoever made this graphic that you're looking at did that on purpose for comedic purposes. I think he was honestly just forgotten. well harry Harry. we didn't forget about you and we love you and we hope that you are playing the clarinet more now the big question is with all of these resolution ideas did it work did they stick to the resolution did they achieve their goal i think harry is the type of individual who would i think he probably would start out pretty strong like everybody you know like he'd go Mm -hmm. pretty hard for about two months and then you know he'd start to slow down it wouldn't be every other day it would be once a week But I feel like he would get into that habit, and I feel like maybe that's that's what started uh, Harry Kim and the Kim Tones. You know, like he made a resolution to play the clarinet more, and then he's just, you know, he's like, you know what? Let's start a band. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Hey, you never know. And then there is your story idea is Harry starting the band. That would be a cute short story. Like, like no one's going to die. The ship's not going to explode. It's something super, super simple and fun of how the Kim Tone started. Yeah, it's a little ficklet. It doesn't have to be much at all. Maybe not even a thousand words. You can make it happen in no time flat. But it's cute and people would love it. 
All right. So what's a uh, what's one of your first ones? What was one that first popped in your head besides the whole Deanna Troy chocolate thing? <laughs> By the way, just side note: Deanna Troy failed horribly at cutting down on chocolate. <laughs> and did not complete her resolution at all. If anything, she ate more. So the very first person I thought of with this prompt was my homegirl, while we're talking about Voyager, Catherine Janeway. And, you know, initially I think Catherine would be like, oh, resolutions, that's cute. But then maybe the crew talks her into it a little bit. Like maybe Tuvok talks to her about discipline and how, hey, it's not a bad idea to try this a little bit and just see how it goes. I mean, you might really gain from the experience. Now, of course, she's going to have to try to cut down on coffee because that's her big vice. Oh, jeez. And it's gonna fail horribly. And Chakotay is going to catch her in the act of cheating. There's your ficklet idea. Now, why? Why does she need to cut down on coffee? Is it because it's not good for her, because she's she's too addicted to it, or or what? Yeah, it's severe addiction. Maybe the doctor is giving her a hard time. Like, your blood pressure is going to be through the roof if you don't stop this, or at least drastically take it down a notch. You know, she has that line, I don't remember the episode, but where she says, anymore, and I'm going to jump to warp. Maybe she yeah, did jump to line. warp at one point, and suddenly the crew is very concerned. They they know that this is actually beyond an addiction. This is actually kind of maybe harming her a little bit, and she needs to take it down. She needs to step down just a little bit of a notch. She doesn't have to cut it out completely, but she needs to learn moderation here. Use it to her advantage rather than just full-blown addiction i would have loved to have seen the doctor and janeway have a conversation i can't remember the episode but it's where it's the episode where he ordered her to relax or like when he was like rubbing her back like giving her a massage and everything like that saying that she had hypertension that she needed to calm down and everything like that i would have loved it if he said he's like maybe you could just start by cutting down your consumption of coffee and then (laughs) she just gives him a desk stare and he goes okay never mind then Yeah, that's right. She did give him the death glare. That episode, I think, was Scientific Method. I think you're right. That's the one when when the, the aliens were tampering with the crew. You know, yeah. I actually talked to my doctor about coffee uh-huh. because I w- on the weekends, I would just get horrible headaches. And I kept trying to figure out why. And it's because I wouldn't have my cup of coffee in the morning because I'd have my coffee in the morning at work. I had a ritual. I'd go into work, make myself a cup of coffee, sit down, check my emails, get to work. But I don't do that on the weekends. But the thing is, is that I only had one cup of coffee a day. And that was enough to get my brain addicted to caffeine. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I went and talked to my doctor. And he says, he's like, he's like, yeah, you know, you know like, you don't want to be addicted to anything. So if you want to cut down, that's fine. But he's, then he started to say that, he's like, yeah, but my wife, she has six cups a day. So, you know, like, who am I to judge? I was like, holy crap. <laughs> You know, I think a lot of people do that, where if they have office jobs, especially, and coffee is accessible, you have your cup while you're at work, and then over the weekend, if you don't have a coffee maker, you you just don't do it. You don't think about it. Yeah. So the obvious solution is get a coffee maker and have coffee every day, like I do. <laughs> Obviously, that that is clearly the healthy solution, and that's what Jenny would say. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And I'm honestly surprised Catherine doesn't have a replicator like right by the bed. So first thing mm-hmm. in the morning, she can just reach across after she wakes up and swig a cup. But anyway, we all know that this was going to go down really horribly. That was the first thing I thought about. What's another one that you thought of? Well, one that I thought of was Kira from Deep Space Nine, mm-hmm. where she 
would have a New Year's resolution to try new things. Oh, I like that. I love the character of Kira Norris. I feel like she's a very underrated character. And I feel like she has a fantastic arc over the course of seven years of Deep Space Nine. And I feel like her kind of, she gets pigeonheld as the, the angry warrior. You know, like she's just the person who will boil over and like the no nonsense, just uh, gruff person. Especially early on. I do think she mellowed yeah. as the seasons went by. Very much so. But I remember at the beginning of season four in Way of the Warrior when uh, Dax was trying to get Kira to relax, like go to a spa and like, you know, have some fun with the holographic guys and everything like that. And she's like, these people aren't real. None of this is real. Why would I waste my time? This is ridiculous. And this was a woman who was very scarred from her childhood. But you did, like, as you mentioned, you see her mellow as time goes on and, and you see her actually go play uh, medieval times like like with uh, knights of the round table you see her do that mm-hmm. and i always loved seeing that and i wanted to see more of it and i i think i i want to see her have this resolution before she goes and gets into a relationship with odo and then i kind of want to see her carry that on once she's in a relationship with odo to get him to try new things so that they do it together oh i love it yeah because i was thinking honestly like Doing this with Odo would be great growth for both of them. Yeah. Because of the two of them, he's definitely the much more stodgy person. But if you have Kira alone, she's the one who's kind of stuck in her ways. But, you know, you have some history behind it and she moves forward a little bit and she can push Odo forward a little bit. So that's just something that popped in my head. Oh, I love it. Yeah, she gets the ball rolling and realizes, hey, there's something to appreciate with any experience, whether you genuinely like it or not. Mm-hmm. And then she can help Odo kind of see the light because, yeah, he, he's a little rigid, but he would do it for her and then maybe come around and see the same things that she does. Right, right. Oh, that's so cool. That's a really good one. I love that. I love that. Well, Thank interestingly you. enough, while we're talking about Deep Space Nine, the person who popped into my brain on Deep Space Nine was Jadzia. Okay. And I thought it would be interesting to see what all the different hosts would think of for resolutions and if they were even buying into the idea or not, like this massive argument in her head. Because, you know, say that there's like, oh, I don't know, there's a little roundtable meeting of people off duty and quirks and they're talking about this custom of New Year's resolutions that people did or maybe used to do on Earth. And so people make various resolutions. And for Jadzia, she kind of has maybe like a little live reading of what her hosts are saying at the the same time. Like... (laughs) You know, maybe somebody is saying, this is ridiculous. Tobin is saying, oh, I'm not sure. And meanwhile, Jadzia thinks, hey, you know what? This could be a lot of fun. And she embraces the idea. But I, I would love to go through that little dialogue of all of her hosts. You know, what would Curzon do? What would what would Duran do? And that would be kind of an interesting little character study with a little twist because she's the only person with, what was it, nine people stuck in her belly? Oh, I can't remember. It's uh, <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah, yeah. It was not. Yeah, joint nine official hosts. That's what it was. There we go. And 2018 is the year that the Dax symbiont is born. I was gonna mention that you ruined it for me. Sorry. No, yes, I. No, I totally wanted to be the person who swooped in and said, "By the way," uh, but yeah, how cool is that? So like 2018, yeah. 
in the 90s, you know, like we had the gene- the eugenics wars, but now we're in <laughs> like the 2018 realm where it's good stuff like the Dax is born. Yeah, we're in a nice little sweet spot right now with Dax. But then we have 2024 on Earth to look forward to, which I'm not excited about. So, you know, yin and yang. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And also, this is the year where in Space Seed, in the original series, they said that advancements in sublight propulsion technology made sleeper ships obsolete. Ah, okay. So this is a big year. We are way behind the times. So we got a year <laughs> to catch up with... Uh... Seriously. Wow. Yeah. So, what is another one that you thought of? Oh, geez. There there were so many that came to mind. Like, some were silly, some were ridiculous, and some were just too on the nose. Like, one thing that came... This isn't the one that I'm going to give as an answer, but one that I came to mind was Picard, like, spending more time with kids or, like, getting to know the children on the ship a little bit more. Hmm. I, I don't know if something's there. I, I, I don't know. It's just like when I first thought of it, I was like, that's silly because I don't want it to just be like, oh, you know, like whatever their worst trait is, you know, they, that's what they work on. You know, like because that's uh-huh. that people are not on, that honest with themselves when they do <laughs> New Year's resolutions. But I think one thing that I kept going towards was the doctor from Voyager. Oh, OK. I felt like. This is a guy who might embrace that kind of silly tradition of resolutions where if this was early on, like early Doctor, maybe he tried to create a resolution that made him a little bit more understanding of his patients, like work on his bedside manner. Okay. Where uh-huh. Whether this is a resolution where he would work on it physically or he just said he's like okay starting january 1st i'll start fiddling with my program so that i have a better bedside manner i don't know um <laughs> that that's something that came to mind hmm. you know i didn't think at all about the doctor i did think about jean-luc picard and i thought he would have a very reasonable and calm and subtle approach to a new year's resolution if he was going to do one at all and so what i came up with for him was that he would try to play his flute a little more Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, that little flute he got from Inner Light. You know, get better at it. Master the skill. Because maybe he's gone off the wayside a little bit. I mean, he played a little bit in the turbo lift and all that. But you know what? Uh, time is short and you just don't know. You have to maximize your efficiency sometimes to really get things done. And he's put this off and put this off. And he sees like he sees things like data painting and whatnot. And he thinks, I really should enjoy this more because I really do love it. So he does. Now, he doesn't make a high-achieving goal for himself. It's not like he has to do it every day. But once a week, at least, <laughs> he brings it out. He plays for at least 15 minutes. And that is enough to help him advance. Well, in the episode Lessons, I mean, we do see him try to play more. And then he gets a partner to play with. So I think yeah. this is... Um, and so I feel like that could have been what caused him to... For us to see that in Lessons could have been a New Year's resolution. You know, we, we don't Maybe. know. Maybe. Now, the thing is, does he abandon it once the whole thing with Lieutenant Darren falls apart? Uh, I think that's very possible. I think that is something that we could see where she helped revitalize that part of him. And once she was gone, you know, it was too painful, you know. That's kind of what I was thinking, too. Yeah. But then again, he lived an entire life. And everybody he knew in that in fake life that happened is dead and, and never really happened. And so if he could mourn the passing of his children and his wife and still play, maybe he could mourn the passing of his girlfriend getting reassigned. 
Maybe he didn't pick it up for a good couple of weeks, maybe a month. But there then after a while, it's like, no, this is mine. This is for me. Now, one thing I, I kind of want to do is I want to, what I want to do is I want to give you a character. Okay. And I want to see if you can come up with one on the spot or we can come up with it together. Ooh, I love it. Let's go. Okay. So let's go Will Riker. Will Riker, what is he going to do? He is going, his New Year's resolution is to master Nightbird. That <laughs> song he could not play. We're getting a lot of musical-themed resolutions here. Well, you know, I think mastery and skills is a big part of resolutions. It's either quitting bad habits or getting better at something. What popped into my head was start committing more to a relationship. Oh, like do you or don't you with Deanna? Well, not so much Deanna, but okay, so I I hate the idea that Riker is just like a womanizer, he's just all he's interested is chasing the proverbial skirt. Like I don't like that because it, it boils down the character to something that I don't think is fair. Because like with Kirk, you know, like Kirk is the the ladies' man, and everyone thinks that he just kisses everything that moves. But really, when you look <laughs> at the show, it, that was very much inflated. Yeah, it's not quite like that when you really look at it. I feel like Will Riker is kind of the same way. Right? It's just, I think what it is, is with Kirk and with Riker, is that they have healthy libidos, and they, they date, they have sex lives, and by comparison to everybody else on the show, they look like sex-crazed people, but really, they're just living their lives. Yeah, I feel like maybe in a way, they're more like people who are not in committed relationships. I mean, serial yeah. daters, or you have a fling once in a while. Is there anything really wrong with that? No, not really, as long as both parties are into it. So what I'm saying, with working with and against that trope and that stereotype of Riker, I would want to see him try to have a resolution where he would give a woman or a relationship more than just one date or more than just a couple of dates where or more than just a fling. Like He's like, okay, I'm going to try a relationship out. I'm not just going to date. I'm going to try a relationship instead of just taking a girl to the Arboretum. Maybe I take her to the Arboretum and then a couple days later, I take her to the movies, you know, like something like that. And uh -huh. because he seems like the type of guy who just, you know, like, hey, let's hang out, you know, let's just hang out. And then he moves on to the next person. Right. Yeah. Like whatever happens, happens. He's yeah. totally willing to just kind of go with the flow, maybe a little too much. Now, does he stick to this? Does it actually work? Nah. I don't think so. <laughs> I think he gave it a good year and like, nah. I still not have even. a thing for Deanna and I'm really, I'm not that, I can't really commit to anybody else. I think that's the thing. I don't even give it a year. I give it a couple of months, maybe four months max where he just, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, the, that's the thing that stops him. He's just like, you know what? If I can't have Deanna, if I can't commit fully to Deanna, then what's the point? Yeah. Okay. I've got one for you. Mm -hmm. Tuvok. Oh, jeez. That's a hard one. I, I, <laughs> I'm going to give you a non-answer, but I think it's a genuine answer. I don't think he has one. I think this is the character mm -hmm. that says, uh, no, thank you. That's ridiculous. I continually work on myself, and that's what I do. I totally agree, which is why I threw this one at you, because I think Vulcans, by and large, whether it's Paul or Tuvok or Spock, resolutions are not logical. There's no point to starting, like, just trying to change your life because a date turns on the calendar. Just... Do it now. Here is a wicked curveball. Ooh, gimme. Malcolm Reed. 
Ooh. Oh, 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 that's a tough one. Yow. Okay. The one thing I think I can think of on the spot is to maybe be a little more open with people. Okay. I can see that. Be a little more open, be a little more personable, including himself a little more in the off-duty happenings with ship and crew. Get to know them a little better. It doesn't have to be all business all the time. I think that's great. I think that's uh, bravo to you, like right off the top of your head. I think, <laughs> Thanks. I think that's totally something that would happen, especially after the oh, the episode. I think it's called, is it Enterprise Squared I th- or E Squared or something like that, where we see an alternate future Enterprise that's like 90 years in the future. Not 90 years or I don't know. So, something. It's They got flung into the past 100 years and or maybe more and then they hung out for a little bit and then they actually caught up with present day enterprise and so we had two enterprises and so everybody else everybody was checking out the history and malcolm reed checked out his history and he died a bachelor and that really upset him yeah there's those feelings there trying to kind of boiling over a little bit he needs to take steps to change that make it happen captain yeah all right how about pavel chekov <laughs> uh which one? Oh, that's true we have kelvin verse and we have prime universe how about kelvin verse kelvin verse <sighs> i think we got we got to see a little bit more of the cad in uh, beyond of Chekhov, which i thought was pretty interesting to see like you like we see him get thrown out of an ensign's room and, you know, like she throws a shirt at him. So clearly something was going on. And then, like, we see him check out Jayla a couple of times when she's not looking. We mm-hmm. see him hit on an alien at the end of the movie. So this guy is clearly, he has game. Um, <laughs> he wants to have a relationship. Or at least flirt uh, with the ladies, if nothing else. Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, I don't know if we can say specifically relationship. Well, okay. He wants to successfully flirt with the ladies. There you go. Bam. Uh, I think with Chekhov, if, hmm... Because we got to see that side of him, I feel like even though we saw that human side of him, we saw how crazy smart Kelvin versus Chekhov was. I could see him focusing on learning something new. Or, okay, how about this? Is that in Star Trek Into Darkness, this was a stupid-ass plot line, but they made Chekhov the interim chief engineer. Yep. That was ridiculous. So what if... You know, like something good came from that where he realized he was so far out of his depth when he was the interim chief engineer that that kind of scared him where he, his entire life, he's been perfect at everything. Everything he attempted, he was able to succeed, but he actually struggled in engineering. And so after that, he came up with a New Year's resolution where he's like, I'm going to learn as much as I can about engineering or main engineering or about the engines just to make sure that I am as proficient as possible so if something happens again, I can stand up and not shake in my boots. I like that. I could totally see him doing that. And I think he would be successful because he is a super genius. I mean, I think academically, he can learn anything. Mm -hmm. Now, honestly, I think maybe it's the emotional intelligence that maybe this Pavel needs to work on a little bit where he he realizes, okay, I'm wicked smart. I can put, you know, facts in my head and I can do this and that. I can operate the ship just fine. I'm great at what I do. But, you know, in terms of interpersonal relationships, I maybe have some things to work on. And maybe I could see him also maybe wanting to improve on that. Maybe so he has more successful 
relationships and skills with the ladies or what have you. Mm-hmm. But but mm-hmm. I like your idea too. <laughs> so what about Jordy LaForge? Jordy, 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 Jordy. I think Jordy would take a lot of time to contemplate what his New Year's resolution would be if he were to do one. Because I think Jordy would kind of blow it off at first, like, oh, that's kind of a silly idea. But then he starts thinking about it. And he starts thinking about things that he can improve. Now, what exactly he can improve besides better relations with the ladies? Because he has a horrible dating life. Yeah, but that never <laughs> improves. I think that's just a lost cause. That's, I mean, that, that unfortunately is just the way Jordy is. I think instead of pursuing relationships or maybe trying to do something to be better at pursuing relationships, Jordy is just going to embrace being himself. And if something does happen where he does get into a relationship, say with Leah Brahms or what have you, it happens. But you know what? He is going to work on letting that go and letting things happen naturally because the harder he tries, the harder he falls. So he's just going to accept him, and that's ultimately going to lead to bigger and better things like relationships, because you have to be comfortable with yourself first, Jordy. I think Jordy would go in the other direction. I think he would focus on the outside, and he would focus on the engines. I I truly believe that he would have... (laughs) What more is there to do? I think he would have a New Year's resolution where he's like, I'm going to get the engine efficiency up to 106% this year. That is what I'm going to do. And I (laughs) think he is that big of a nerd that he would devote his entire year to making that happen. I really do. I mean, I can totally see that happening too. But like he and Data are constantly doctoring the warp core all the time as it is. I mean, is he just going to scale it up as a resolution? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. He, he, He makes it a goal. All right, and he succeeds because he's doing it anyway. So, okay, how about this? We're, we're reaching the half an hour mark here. How about we go through the captains, the remaining captains, and talk about them and their new news resolutions? Okay. We talked a little bit about Picard because you talked about uh, him playing his flute a little bit more. I jokingly mm-hmm. talked about him getting to know kids a little bit better. In retrospect, yeah. I, I think that might be not a bad idea. And we talked about Janeway cutting down the coffee. So let's go ahead and start at the top. Let's start with Captain Kirk. Since we focused on Kelvin Chekhov, let's focus on Prime Kirk here. Okay, what Prime do you think Kirk. Per- yeah, what do you think Kirk would do? Do you think Kirk would even have one? Or is he just feels like he's already so awesome that he doesn't need any <laughs> <laughs> resolution? He is a very confident man. I think it would be something fairly superficial just to say that he would do it because Bones talked him into it. <laughs> okay. And maybe it would be something a little more on the lines of, I'm going to go to the gym more so I don't have to wear that girdle, you know? <laughs> you're so accurate. I think you're so right because, like, it, this happens, like, on season three of uh-huh. the original series where Shatner gets a little bit more relaxed with his diet. and uh, Yeah, he's drinking a little too many beer. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, uh, Bones come up and, to him and says, hey, you know, like, maybe on this, uh, on year four of our uh, five-year mission we we all go to the gym a little bit more and like but bones is saying like for me though for me i just i need your help <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i'm the one who's uncomfortable that you've put on a few pounds yeah i'm looking <laughs> out for you but that's how that would go down and i really don't know if he would succeed yeah i'd probably not <laughs> all right so this one this one uh, like cisco yeah, cisco, cisco is he, he, i think he's very comfortable with himself 
He's a mm-hmm. very, he's a renaissance man. He's got a lot of cool skills and a lot of different interests. I mean, it would be easy to say like, oh, I should cook more, but he already cooks pretty well. You know, like he's already, you know, like he already knows how to cook. So yeah, he's a proficient cook. You know where I think this could go though, is maybe he resolves to have a sit down dinner, home cooked. He makes it with Jake twice a week. He makes sure that he makes the time. I feel like they already do that though. I mean, we get the illusion. He, he, they portray him as already such a good dad and such a good parent that I feel like they wouldn't really have to struggle with that one too terribly much. It's true. It would be a very easy one because it's something that I think Ben would want to do. And mm-hmm. he probably does do it quite a bit. But I don't know. Maybe as Jake has gotten older, they're not doing that quite as much because Jake is out having a good time or he's out doing his things. I don't know. What do you got? Do you have any ideas? I think he would try to focus on the crew a little bit more because even though there was some really great scenes where he would have the whole crew over, like he had the whole crew over for dinner, you know, he made them dinner and they would all be very chummy in ops and in, you know, in their meetings, in their, in their boardrooms and everything like that. But I, I don't remember Cisco really kind of hanging out one-on-one with people. Like he would have Dax come by for advice and we had the baseball episode, of course, but that was a one-off. And, like, he reluctantly went to the hollow suite with everybody. He really didn't want to do that for the, um, oh, geez, the, the bada-bing, bada... Uh, bada-bing, bada-bang. Yeah. You never saw him hang out with Miles O'Brien. You never see him hang out with Bashir. Like, he never had coffee with Bashir. He never... Um, yeah. Oh, you know, I like, like that. You're right. Because I think the only other person he really did hang out with on a one-to-one basis was Jadzia. Right, but there there was one episode, this was very special to me, I, I really like this, where Kira was getting a little nervous around Ben because Ben was a religious figure now, and a religious figure in her religion. And yes. so she was like, how do I act around him? Can I be friends with him? Can I? Is he just my captain, but is he also a messianic figure? And the end of the episode was, like, he gives her a, hat, a baseball hat, and he says, let's go to the hall suite together and watch a baseball game. I want to see more of that. And so I think he has such a great experience with Kira on that, that he has a resolution. He's like, okay, throughout the year, I'm going to play squash with O'Brien. I'm going to have coffee with Bashir. I'm going to skip Odo. And you know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Odo's just going to reject him and say, no, right. thank you. <laughs> yeah, so I, I see him doing something like that. I like that. That's a really good one for him. All right, moving on then to Captain Archer. That's right. This I have no clue. Do you have can you think of anything for Archer? Oh. Don't feed Porthos so much cheese. <laughs> I think that's definitely one that he would say to himself but then ignore on the next yeah. day. Yeah. Yeah. He would say it, he wouldn't do it. I see him taking the whole Kirk thing of working out more but actually doing it. He's on the treadmill a little more? Mhm. And I mean, I think, yeah, he would probably do it and he'd probably do it for a good solid two months, you know, to the point where T'Pol has noticed. And then once she makes a comment, he's like, oh, yeah. And then for whatever reason, he gives it up. He's just like he goes back more to his regular schedule. Like maybe I'm getting a little too much into this now that T'Pol has noticed. I got to throw her off. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think I'm going to argue that one. I I think he's I think Archer sticks with it. I think he yeah, I think he actually is one of the few people in the world who would actually stick with their resolution. (laughs) Okay. I mean, 
Yeah, with Archer, yeah, he's he's dedicated. I mean, and it's something that he does anyway. He's just going to commit to doing it more. Those are the easiest kinds of changes to make. So that's yeah. that. Do we want to go into Captain Lorca at all? Because I don't think it's really fair. Yeah, no. We don't know him that well yet. Speaking of which, oh my God, new Star Trek, and it's in less than a week for us. Oh, oh that's right. I gotta I gotta re up my uh, CBS All Access pass. Yes, you do. I stuck with it just because it was a month, and I've not touched it. But <laughs> well. <laughs> oh, I'm just more savvy than you are. I'm uh, thriftier. Eh, whatever. I wasted what five ninety nine. They can have my money. Discovery's been that good. But at the end of the season, I am going to wait until they come back. So sorry, CBS All Access. Until you have more programming that I'm actually going to watch, that's how it's going to be. Seriously, like if they had all of their CBS shows with all of their episodes, I would think about keeping it. But they don't even have that. Yeah. So no, that would be a really good value, and I would feel justified in keeping it that way but when you have netflix and hulu and cbs all access and 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 i mean there's all these things that you can get now if you're Uh not using it it just feels like a complete waste that's true it's true all right well thank you everybody for listening and please uh, let us know if you have anybody uh, if you have any ideas of what characters would have resolutions. Uh, now is your second chance to uh, let us know. Uh, write us uh, <laughs> uh, via email or on uh, social media. We talked about that at the top of the show. Just for everything, go to this, go to the nerdparty.com for all of our back episodes, as well as all of our other shows. We have a brand new show that's right on the scene. It's a <sighs> Doctor Who show. It's called Time and Space, a Doctor Who podcast. And it is uh, hosted by our own Philip Gilfus and his wife, Jessica Nunn. And it is a great show. And it is it is fun, and it's just in time for the regeneration of Doctor Who and a female Doctor Who. So everyone yes. should check it out. Subscribe. Go to thenerdparty.com. Check it out. And uh, also, if you like what we're doing, if you like the show, if you like Punch It, please take some time. It's just a couple of minutes of your time. Not even. Go to iTunes. Give us a review. If you give us a five-star review, we'll mention you on the show. Now, Shar, what are we going to do next week? Next week, we are going to reprise the topic that we came up with before the holidays hit us and sent everything into chaos. And we're going to talk a little bit about the captains and how the actors influenced the captains that they portrayed or not. And we're going to continue down that list because we only got through Ben Sisko, so we have a whole other half to cover. That's what we're going to do next week. All right. Well, I think when we talk about these captains, we're going to punch it. Ready for warp, sir. Let's punch it. Join the revolution. Join the nerd party.